Hi there, and welcome to the Engage Customer Podcast. Our mantra is that organisations need to be where their customers are, cutting across internal silos and taking a more holistic view, delivering a consistent service across all channels, offline, online, social and mobile. For over a decade, we've helped some of the world's biggest brands engage with their target customers on a deeply emotional level with industry-leading conferences and online digital media. To find out more, visit engagecustomer.com. In this episode, we speak with Kate Jones, Head of Knowledge Management at Royal Mail. Kate leads a team of 80 people in Royal Mail, providing a centralised knowledge management service to UK business. Team provides regular reporting, data provisioning, master data management and business partnering services. Kate has worked at Royal Mail for over 20 years and has undertaken varied roles within the organisation through her career. Kate has a passion for people management and empowering her team to provide an excellent service. We speak to Kate about what it's like to work at Royal Mail and more about recent projects and future plans. Hello, Kate. Very nice to see you. How are you? Hi. Thanks Uh, for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Looking forward to this. We've got a a good half hour to have a good chat. Um, Tell us a little bit about you and how did you stumble into the wonderful world of knowledge management? Uh, Well, I've actually been with Royal Mail for around 20 years, which I never thought I'd be here quite that long, but it is a great organisation with lots of varied roles. Um, So I started off working in operations so I actually got to see how the mail is sorted um, from the point it's collected to, to delivery and did various roles in operations but my passion's always been on the data side because I, I came with a maths degree yep. into Royal Mail um, and I, I've done various uh, reporting roles um, but when Royal Mail privatised I became part of the project team to produce uh, the IPO um, uh, prospectus. And that was a really, you know, a change for Royal Mail to to really get hold of the data and the information. And I I worked with um, a year-long project to basically verify all the information and facts. So not just the numbers, but also the, the words, the statements, how we describe ourselves. And that really got me into knowledge management. Ah, that's an interesting routine. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's good. So I, I think one thing I've already learnt from this morning's discussions is that knowledge management really has a very broad definition in terms of how people have translated it and what they're using it for. So I guess the first question really is, in the context of Royal Mail, what does knowledge management really mean from that perspective? OK. So ultimately, my team is a data, a central data and reporting team, but we do a lot more than just that. Um, so as I mentioned, that we Royal Mail started a centralization journey around the time of, of our IPO, which was 2012. Um, and we've been bringing together uh, reporting teams from across all the different parts of the business um, to, to the team that I lead now, which is around 80 people. Um, so it's about having one version of the truth and my team includes experts in the different data sets, but also the information and in the systems that we use to gather all that information to help the business understand what it is that we have and how to how best to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it might be helpful if I talk through the different teams that I manage. So I've got four different 
sub-teams. Yep. Uh, so if I talk through them... Please do. Think, I think that, that would be good. So uh, I've talked about reporting. So I've got a large reporting team, so that's about half the people, and they produce regular reports for the whole of Royal Mail. So that's financial reports, customer reports, quality reports, fleet people, basically you name it, we'll produce it. Um, for each of those um, reports, we hold um, documentation. So we call that end, uh, end user process document. And that describes all of the information that's held within the reports, the process to gather it, how we maintain those reports, the information um, relating to who the key stakeholders are, how the information is used, um, when it's to be reported, what to do if there are problems. And I think we really lead the organisation on our documentation. Yep. Um, and um, so that's a real key element of, of, of the team. Um, I then have a, a data provisioning team. Um, so this team, they move data from A to B, but they also, again, hold lots of um, documentation on the different data sets that they're handling, the systems that they come from, uh, the interdependencies of how that data is used uh, and what to, what to do if, um, if there's a problem. That team also look after um, lots of um, uh, systems that we use. Uh, so, for example, we do something called the Mail's Characteristics Survey, where we review letters and parcels and capture the information that's on those letters and parcels and then use that for modelling um, activity. So we have people within the team who are subject matter experts on the, on the systems um, and we share that information across the business to make sure that the information is um, used correctly. Absolutely that's the, interesting. Yeah. That's number three. What, what, what's, the, what's the number four team? Uh, oh, well, actually, I, that was the data provision has got the sort of two elements oh, of the okay. data provision and SME. So the third team is the data governance and integrity. Um, right. So we have um, some really important master data within Royal Mail, not least um, the number of uh, physical locations that we operate out of. And we've got 1,400 um, delivery offices in Royal Mail and around 40 mail centres. Um, uh, and we need to make sure that all of the systems that we report from um, use the same location so we can blend the data together. Mm -hmm. So that's um, a, a key data set that, that we will govern and make sure that it's, it's controlled in a, in a very rigorous way. Um, we also make sure that the integrity of the data um, that we're reporting um, is correct. And we have a role that um, we we engage with people outside of our team and we call them data stewards and those people will make sure that the master and reference data that that we have in our systems reflects the reality um, or, or, of the organization so if for example we introduce a new mail sorting machine one of our data stewards will tell us and we will make sure the systems are updated um, so that's a really important team and basically ensures that things are accurate so I have some interesting themes in the middle of that. Uh, again, this is interesting for me to hear another way of thinking about knowledge management. You've, you've got a strong theme in there of governance. Um, yeah. You've got a strong theme around of uh, sort of information management, really. Uh, yeah. And sometimes that's delivered as, as management reporting, MI, you know, in a sort of yeah. a classic way. 
And then I suppose as a subset of that governance, you've also got a degree of quality management, haven't you? you know, yes. In terms of that. Um, it's just interesting that that then gets grouped together under this banner called, called knowledge, because, you know, in, in many... Are, are you bringing together other services within Royal Mail, uh, or are there other th people who would do management reporting, for example, or have you snaffled the whole of that territory, in a way? We ha but basically, if it can be documented with an end-user process, ah, that's then right. that, that's the thing, then it will come into my team. And, and I suppose our view would be, why have very senior analysts producing churn reports when you can centralise them? And, you know, a, a large proportion of the reporting team are uh, an admin grade. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we get efficiencies that way. Right. Um, but the fourth team, and I suppose maybe the team that maybe fits quite closely to the definition of knowledge management is our business partnering team. Uh, so that's just quite a senior team. Um, and they engage with um, everybody, well, all sort of managers across the organisation, but mainly to sort of board level to help answer those key business questions. And right. so that business partnering team understand the data sets that we've got, the projects that are underway, and they basically help to navigate uh, and answer those business questions. So often you know, just before we're about to publish our full year results or our half year results, we'll get urgent requests for, you know, for, for things that, you know, they need some help with. And the business partnering team will will basically direct them to the information if it's already available or will uh, commission, you know, urgent uh, reporting and then provide insight and, and, and basically commentary to help people answer those key business questions. Interesting. So you're also an enabling function. Yes. Decision-making, yeah, that's really interesting. So, gosh, well, uh, that must chuck up a whole bunch of challenges. <laughs> it, it, it does, it does. Um, I, I mean, I think... so, so from your perspective, what gives you, you know, sort of, um, you know, sleepless nights and, 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 oh, gosh, here we go again with that thing? I mean, you've got a very broad remit there. How, how does that turn into your number one, two, three type challenges? Yeah, well, uh, as you can imagine with... All the letters and parcels that Royal Mail's processing, all the, you know, we've got a really large workforce, 140,000 people in yep. the UK. Um, we have really large data sets and that can be a real challenge, um, bringing those things together um, in a way that people can consume and, and access and understand. Um, so that's a real challenge. Um, we've also got, you know, as with you know, any sort of organisation our size, we do have legacy systems. You know, we're, we're 500 years old. We don't have a 500-year-old database, but we do have some that are, are, are a, a bit older than we would like. Um, so, you know, we've been on this journey bringing all our, our data together into a, a central um, uh, wet data warehouse, but not everything is in that central place. Um, uh, you know, and, and you know, when, when we make changes within the business, it can be quite a complex thing to make sure that all the systems are aligned. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we spend a lot of time uh, on that. Uh, and, and speaking of change, you know, it, it's something that I'm sure, again, with lots of organisations, you know, we've been constantly evolving and changing. Um, when we restructure um, 
how we organize ourselves that impacts on the master data team and on the reporting teams yep. and the, the business partnering teams will have to manage it as a as a as a project um so i was sorry to interrupt there i guess that as you evolve your systems and infrastructure strategy you guys are massively important contributors to that discussion yes you to maintain the integrity of what you've currently got yes and i basically keep oversight of any you know major well any projects that you know is is relatively large i'll have involvement to understand what the impact will be to my team because what we have found in the past is sometimes uh, for for projects the management of the information and the resulting reports and, and how that's going to be maintained going forward can sometimes be an afterthought. So we need to have it right at the beginning at the planning stages to make sure that when that project comes in, that they have all the information that they need to be able to do what it is that they're intending to Just do. Just circling back to that point you made about large data sets, um, do you get involved in this whole business of from data into insight into knowledge? In other words... You know, the visualisation of the data sets, the making it accessible. There's been a lot of very interesting work in the last couple of years on that, and it's obviously become easier and quicker to do than it ever was before. We're not in the world of pivoting tables in the way we used to have no. and stuff. Uh, is that something that you find increasingly as part of your mission? Yes, absolutely. So um, ClickView is the, the, the tool that we use um, for dashboarding, although we are you know, moving towards using ClickSense, which is this kind of late, latest version. But, but ClickView is effectively how we communicate performance with all our operational managers. Um, so we have over 100 ClickView dashboards now um, that contain you know, all the performance information for raw mail. Um, I would say a really good example would be um, uh, what, when you get a parcel delivered to your home, the postman will have, or woman, will have a PDA, a postal yes. digital assistant, and they'll scan it. And obviously that provides really rich data. Um, and so we visualise that information. So we, we have partners, uh, uh, partners that we work with in the technology function who will basically develop these dashboards um, and you know, um, provide really accessible information so people can make those business um, decisions. Um, we've actually, we've got a relatively new CEO, Simon Thompson, who's really data focused, uh, which is excellent. So, you know, we're seeing, you know, a real thirst from the whole organisation, you know, led by our CEO for this real time information to support decision making. I mean, just going one level down on that one, I guess the last 18 months of disruption uh, must have put a lot of um, uh, interest at your front door in terms of saying how is the business of delivering mail changing through staying at home, new demands for delivery of e-com and all the rest that goes with that. Presumably a lot of people were trying to translate new trends and get ahead of that and you must have been right in the centre of that, I assume. Yes, yeah, you know, that... Uh, I suppose that's one of the the the, the, the other challenges is that um, when there are things that happen um, that people want questions to, they it, it will be my team that they come to. So, yeah. you know, as COVID hit, um, we provided a huge amount of information on 
um, you know, levels of COVID across the organisation. We built ClickView apps that demonstrated, you know, uh, which offices were being impacted. Um, there was obviously a lot of analysis on parcel volumes, and as you as you say, COVID. Um, impacted us there with a with a, a, a big boost to online shopping, yep. Um, yep. which um, which was brilliant. However, given you know our large organisation and and you know our key worker status and having to you know struggle with high levels of absence as well, and, and we made quite a lot of changes to our um, the ways of working to keep people safe. So keep you know just one person in a van, for example, was a change that we introduced. Sure. Um, so, yes, my team, you know, supported lots of urgent data requests on, on that front. Um, and But I suppose, to my mind, it, even when the pressure's on, it, it's really great to be right at the centre of it and know that we're providing really vital information that, that's helping, um, helping the business manage itself and, and know, you know, almost, well, I, I would say we, we, we really want to get more forward-looking um yeah. and i wouldn't say we're there yet but we've got a really strong data science team not the the data science team don't sit within my um with, within my team but i work closely with them and and it's really an area that raw mail's invested in and 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 really hoping to make some improvements yes do you have to be a 24 things. 7 function or do you th do you get home at the end of the day still uh, well, I spent a lot of time working from home, um, uh, and, and we are 24/7 as an organisation. Um, and we've just started Sunday deliveries, which is a which is a really great thing. Um, my team generally work Monday to Friday, um, but there is occasions when you know we need to work at weekends. You know, Christmas is a really busy time, so you know we 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 you know we do work longer hours then. So, what's been on the focus for you this year? What's what's been your intense? Um, well, trust is what our new CEO likes to talk about a lot. Ah. Um, uh, so, I think that's an area where you know we're really putting a lot of effort. So, from our perspective, it's making sure that the information that we produce can be trusted, um, but also building trusted relationships. You know, not only within my team, mm -hmm. um, but also with you know, all the different stakeholders and, and teams that we partner with. So that's a really big um, focus, um, as well as communication and involvement. So, you know, I mentioned that, you know, my, I lead a team of, of, of 80 people. So, you know, there's been a lot of focus over the last year and there will be sort of going forward on how to keep people engaged and involved. So I, you know, we've, we've brought in um, daily huddles, um yes to, to keep everyone connected and share information i mean you know you know i i think you know we, we tried ideas in the past of you know putting things on on um uh one note or you know confluence various things like that but there's there's really nothing better than sharing information you know between people agree agree <laughs> uh, agree <laughs> um so so we have you know every team uh, within you know so with my leadership team I have a daily huddle they have huddles with um with their team and you know you might end up thinking gosh everyone's going to spend all day you know in huddles and not have time <laughs> for anything else but actually it means you forward on less emails you schedule fewer meetings because you use that time to share that information and, and work out you know 
what we're going to do because you know we we're, we are going back into the office now one or two days a week um but you know certainly it was quite a challenge when we were all at home and trying to react to those things that I've just talked about um, you know, it was challenging. No, I'm a total fan of that. And I, I mean, you know, the faster the world spins, the more you need to check in and reference and make sure you're still relevant and all the rest of it. So I, I think yeah. that's a feature of life, you know, absolutely. Going back to the trust thing, um, I guess from your perspective, are you translating that into data integrity as one of the ways in which you manifest trust? Is that is that sort of one of the elements of it? Well, our key me measure of trust is uh, a survey, an employee survey, which has 30 questions that everyone's answered. Um, but I suppose from when I talked about trust in the data and the information that we produce, controls and compliance is a real key area of focus, not least because of we've got the, the, the new SOX, uh, which is a financial reporting yep. Yep. Um, coming in. So. Um, I've targeted my team on a, you know, a right first time approach um, and we have quite strong links with our internal audit team as well. So we make sure that we're managing the information um, that we, you know, so, so one thing that Royal Mail produces, which is quite unique, um, is we have something called USPA5, which is a regulatory agreement um, or regulatory control to make sure that the, the information that we have that relates to network access um, mail, mm -hmm. that we strictly control that. Now, network access mail is where we um, take um, mail in from other postal operators um, into our network and then do the final mile delivery. Yep. Um, but obviously, we need to make sure that the information that relates to, you know, the mail that we collect and deliver, that we're not you know, using that information for, you know, any, you know, um, benefit to ourselves. So really strict controls that are, you know, heavily enforced um, across uh, Royal Mail, you know, training for every manager uh, to make sure that they're aware. And and it, it does impact my team because we have to make sure that the information that relates to these USPA 5 sensitive reports and data sets is kept completely separate. Um, and we heavily... Um, control access and audit ourselves and yes. uh, and thankfully I, well I, I just passed the last audit and got told that again we're a leading light for raw mail so I'm oh, very quite good proud quite proud of that well done um, yep. thank you yeah. that's excellent um the, there's a sort of uh aspect of the conversation I'd like to dive into around of uh, just technology really and the sort mm. of tool sets and everything like that um what we talked a little bit, actually, about uh, visualisation, you know, yeah. and, and, and how you're doing that. Um, what else have you found, you know, really useful that have have helped you do a better job? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, this is quite a big area of, of, um, of, of focus. Um, so ServiceNow is something that we've used quite regularly um, as an organisation with a pure technology focus. But my team um, have recently migrated to using ServiceNow to manage all our um, regular activities. So we had something called a, a reporting catalogue. Um, we've now moved uh, move that into ServiceNow. And whereas before we would have had separate team uh, spreadsheets or uh, 
access databases managing the, the workflow. Um, we've now migrated that and set up all our teams so that they have um, work allocated to them in an automated way and that they, they show, you know, when that was completed, how long it took. Um, and obviously that provides a really rich data set for us to, you know, measure ourselves and identify areas for improvement and manage our, our workload as well. Yep. Um, we haven't fully migrated to everything to ServiceNow yet. We're, we're on a journey, as they say. So there's lots of things that come into the team that are user requested. So we're currently working with an internal team within Raw Mail to create all the workflows and forms and everything to, to manage everything in ServiceNow. But, you know, it's, it's a really intuitive tool and, and my team, um, I mean, obviously you have a bit of resistance when you move to any new way of working. Um, but I think people have, have been pleasantly surprised um, at, at how easy it is to use. So I guess that's uh, going to become a major platform for you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and what we're hoping to do is make sure that all our end user, pro end user process documents are then uploaded into service now. So when you get a task allocated to you, that the documentation is all there for you to go and basically okay. find out what it is. That, it's going to that do your workflow you and to. your document storage. Bring those yes. together. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Um, we obviously use SharePoint, um, yep. like a lot of organisations. It's... It's an area where, well, we've got a really good team SharePoint site um, and we, we use it, um, uh, you know, to, to share information. But I would say we, it's definitely an area that we need to focus on as well to rationalise it because there's just so many sites out there. Um, and, you know, it is one of the things that, that does worry me sometimes thinking about all those sites. But I suppose I'm confident that the really important things, so the USBA 5 sensitive things, are controlled. Yes. Um, so I suppose it's, you know, we can't fix everything. So it's where you focus your effort to make sure the really important things are, are, are managed. Um, so that's so, on your to-do list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, we use Jira as yes. well. Yeah. Um, for, for working with technology. So that's how we do our prioritization. And, and obviously, you know, we work in an agile way. Um, and, and, and to a certain degree, we use um, Confluence. So when we work with technology, we'll use Confluence. Um, and, you know, we, we've used that, you know, quite a lot, but I suppose not so much. But I, I'm sure there's more I could be using Confluence for. Um, uh, one thing that we're using very strongly at the moment and is you know really um a key focus for our new ceo is workplace okay um so whereas before i might have forwarded out e you know emails to my sort of team i now post everything on workplace we have um uh, engagement sessions on workplace um and, you know, I think it's been a really important tool to sort of build that sense of community, but also for information sharing. Um, yeah. But I think what I hear from my team is, you know, I've got my emails and now you want me to go on workplace as well. Yes. I think there is this kind of information overload <laughs> that, that that people can feel. And I think that's one of the key things of knowledge management is how, how you kind of... Um, 
make it so that people can find the information that they need in an easy way and they're not you know scratching around for it and you know it's all well documented but navigable in a way that they can they can access no i understand that and and bringing that together into a single sort of digital ecosystem again can be quite tough can't it at the end of the day because you're actually using different vendors different platforms and things like that yeah yeah um okay all right um I think those those are the main ones. Okay, I think that really. Makes sense. That's painted the picture well. Um, so just a couple of questions, just to sort of round things out. Um, skill wise, I mean, I think we have certainly talked a bit about the teams, and it's sort of implicit there. But uh, almost outside of those specialist skills, let me let me slightly redirect the question to: um, are, there, are there any sort of generic things that you would really expect and want to cultivate across your different teams that is a common approach that you insist on? Well, we're very service orientated. So, um, well, we, we recently did a stakeholder survey um, and we got some really great feedback that was really positive. And it, it was around uh, the proactive nature of the team. And I think that's something that I really encourage is for people to be proactive. You know, if you see an issue, you know, it, it, I expect my team to be interested to go and investigate it, to yep. talk to people to resolve it. Yep. Um, I want people, yeah, I want people who are personable. So, yes, we may be a sort of a data team and information team, but we have really important relationships and people need to be able to build those those personal relationships, trusted relationships. So I look for that mm. um, in my team. But in the same sense, they've also got to have a real high attention <laughs> to, to, to detail and be process orientated. So, um, you know, that it, yes. not everybody has. Um, that balance um uh, and and be able to stay calm in a crisis because you know um we, we really uh do need to work together as you know a, a, as as a team be logical be practical um so, so you want a nice balance of left and right brain basically or... yeah <laughs> yes absolutely yeah, yeah. and I, i'm really lucky with the team that i've got at the moment mm-hmm. um they're really great Mm, mm. Okay, and really, just as, as, as sort of looking out into the future, what, what's sitting out there as your next set of priorities and plans? Well, we really need to simplify things. Um, so I've talked about the sort of complex data sets, and um, you know that the ecosystem, the data and information ecosystem. We really need to simplify things. So that's an area of focus. Um, we're one of the tools we are looking at using is Alterx, which is a, a sort of um, a, a simplification and it automates processes, um, okay. data processes. So we, that's a, a area of focus. Um, I really want the team to be more forward-looking and the information that we provide to be more um, predictive. Mm-hmm. Um, involvement of our front line is a real key area. So that's happening through workplace. Um, but it's certainly something that, you know, my team need to be more involved with. We've been quite sort of management focused, but, you know, we need to be able to provide information that engages our, our front line yes. um, as well. Um, and, you know, as a whole organisation, we need to be more customer focused. Um, you know, our CEO talks about trust on the doorstep, you know, and, and you know, we all need to be customer focused and and i see my team really supporting um in that area um 
but also we really need to reduce risk about loss of knowledge as well. There's been lots of change in our organisation and, you know, we're working really hard to document things to make sure that, you know, with knowledge sharing that, you know, if someone does leave, you know, we've captured that knowledge you know, we can continue reporting that information. If Ofcom asks us a question, we can answer it because, you know, we have that knowledge and information captured. Well, some big themes there. I would suggest you're probably not going anywhere in the next 20 years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, well, lots to yeah. Do there. Well, that's a brilliant. I mean, that's a really entertaining and informative uh, tour uh, around of what you're doing right in the heart of uh, the organisation. That's really, really fantastic. And uh, sounds like you've got a great team and you're doing some really significant stuff. Sounds like a great place to be, you know. It uh, sounds like a very healthy future. Sounds like you've got, you know, a, a great inspirational leader who's turned up saying lots of you know, inter interesting things. You know, and clearly you and the team enjoy doing what you're doing. So thank you very much for sharing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you. OK, and have a wonderful rest of day. That's great. Mm -hmm.